Hello, my name is Carl Lloydhauser. I am the senior pastor of Grace Community Church, and I am so excited that you are with us on this podcast. We also want you to get connected in a church family. If you don't have a local church, check us out at gracemontrose.org. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to grow and connect with God. But we pray that these next 25, 30 minutes that you spend with us are powerful, that God meets you and speaks to you because He loves you so much. All right, there we are. So first of all, I want to welcome everyone who's joining us online. We're so glad that you are here. Uh, thanks for being part of what God is doing. So uh, today, Mark Sand, if you started on the same day we did of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I hope that's been going well for you. Um, it's been a rich time for me. You know, it's not about like showing God how much we can suffer. It's about intimacy with God and connection with him, seeing him move. Um, there's actually been uh, some great uh, results in my life, and I've had some actually unintended consequences too, like some good ones. Well, kind of bad uh, and good. And so the good part is I've lost 10 pounds through that. So that was nice through the fasting. Uh, the bad news is, is like, oh, wow, and I'm going to have to like change my life if I want to keep that off. And I'm uh, going to have to change my habits. And so that actually is, is good. I, I, I've changed my habits with media. And uh, I want to encourage you that if this is like got you praying for the first time or changing something in your life that you need to, that you continue. Keep going. Uh, we're not just going to stop praying now. We are a people of prayer. And this is what God is going to do. So um, this week um, is different than any other service that you'll go to until a year from this week, and it's called Our State of Grace. So um, this is kind of more of a family chat, uh, maybe even a little bit closer to a business meeting. So if you're here and you don't like it, come back. Uh, it's not going to be like this next week. We're going to go back uh, to how we usually do church. Uh, but this is an important part of just seeing what God has done, celebrating, especially for those that call this home, uh, so you can see what God has done through you, and we could celebrate. I was talking to the worship team a few weeks ago, how we, you know, we just kind of go on to the next thing, next thing, next thing. We never pause and reflect and celebrate. And so we want to do a little bit of that right now. Ken and I were talking about, wow, there's so much good going on right now. And it's just, it's such a joy to be part of ministry and God is working and doing and moving. And it's just like, this is so amazing. And, and Ken's like, well, why? Why do you think that? And he and I were talking a little bit about it and he came up with this thought and that is that where God's favor meets our faithfulness. And uh, that's kind of been a place where we're at right now. And I was like, yeah, that, that's so good and that's true, but our faithfulness, kinda, you know, I mean, it's really God's favor. I mean, we're, we're faithful kind of like Totino's is a pizza. It's like, it's kind of uh, pizza. Or, or we're faithful kind of like uh, Rocky Mountain National Park is a wild wilderness area. It's, yeah, sort of, until you get there with all the RVs and everybody else. Or, or we're faithful, how about this one? We're, we're faithful kind of like the Broncos are a football team, you know? <laughs> sort of. They're trying you know, and we're trying to be faithful. We're, we're trying to do it. And, and, but it's, you know, what it really is, is it's God's favor. It's, it's just God putting his hand on us and us saying yes. So everything that we're talking about right now uh, is a celebration of who he is. And I want to remind you what James tells us in James 1.17. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So everything, we're going to look at uh, things a little bit differently. We're going to look at some charts, and we're going to look at uh, uh, some updates and things like that. But everything you see that is good, everything that you see is a blessing, it's from Him. 
And so what this is, this isn't, hey, look how great we are. It's look how God, good God is. Look how faithful God is. Look what God has done in our midst, all right? So I'm going to bring some of those up right now. We're going to start with uh, some financial charts, if you would bring that up. I think this is also in your bulletin. But this is a look at everything that goes out of this place uh, in all our ministries here in Delta and in Montrose as well. And so um, we've had uh, really not much change uh, from last year. Uh, Delta increased there a little bit. Um, and so that ministry is growing. And then you'll notice that like all the rest of it is what happens in the Montrose campus. So if you were to take the Delta pie out, you would see all those other pies uh, would get a little bit bigger. Um, so the payroll and uh, benefits up there, um, that one, that's been interesting. Um, the council has done such a great job of just trying to keep up with the changes that are going on right now, trying to take good care of our staff. Um, I remember in 1990 that I was working for minimum wage for $3.35 an hour. Um, I don't know if minimum wage is like that right now. I think it's a little bit different. And so we've had to catch up to that and catch up with inflation. And I'm just thankful for how um, the, the council is doing their best to take care of staff. But that's been one thing that's uh, uh, changing and I think will continue to change for a little bit. Um, my favorite one to talk about is that 18% there, uh, Tithe Missions Benevolence. And what that is, is that is all um, the money that just leaves. And it goes out to other missions. Uh, we actually, as a church, we tithe on our tithe. Uh, so that goes out. And then um, we also give to a number of uh, organizations and the rest and services. And so um, the cool thing, I, I love uh, the number behind that. That's, uh, that means $450,000 last year went out from this church uh, went out from you uh, to other ministries, which I think is pretty uh, amazing and pretty exciting. And so some of the things uh, that that went to, uh, for example, uh, between Delta and Montrose, those two campuses, we saw um, we have a benevolence fund here. And so that's when people come in and they ask, well, we need help with rent. We need help with utilities. We just need some, we need some help to get by. And uh, because of your giving, uh, we were able to give $66,000 away last year to people locally who just needed some help to get to the next months and to get to through the next uh, uh, set. So that, that's pretty uh, awesome. And yeah, we clap about that. Praise God. I love that benevolence team. And thank you to Bill who uh, leads that up and uh, leads the team to decide where that's going to go. And then uh, missions uh, changed a little bit. We had a couple missionaries who um, are no longer on the field. So uh, that support uh, that you were funneling through grace to go to them um, has ended. But you picked it up in other areas. The, the whole pie is about the same. But we saw about $84,000 uh, go to worldwide missions here. And um, the missions team is just doing such an amazing job. And um, if you want to see, here's a list of some of those organizations uh, that your mission dollars go to. Uh, but we've got a missions board out there, and there's actually a little booklet, and it describes all the missionaries that you support. Uh, so if you want more detail, you can go find uh, some more detail there. And then um, one of my favorite parts, I've talked to you about this before, is uh, what we call the storehouse. And so when we have an abundance, and what that means is that we met our budget uh, in our spending, which we're usually pretty close to that, and uh, you gave more than we thought you would, uh, we have an abundance. And we take a good portion of that and we put it in what we call the storehouse solution. And I've been doing that for a number of years. And what that is, is it's just kind of like extra unplanned giving away. And so we were able to, uh, usually with other organizations, uh, other churches sometimes, other ministries, 
uh, but the storehouse had uh, $46,000 that we were able to just give away. And here's some of the local organizations and places where storehouse uh, goes to. So thank you for uh, letting that happen too. And then uh, another thing that uh, I love is every year we do serve the city and we put about $30,000 aside to go and just do projects. And you did 67 projects around this town on that day. Um, there were 571 dream teamers who went out and just served this city and uh, showed God's love in a practical way there. And so that was uh, an awesome time. And see this giving, the, the things that you do, you have to understand that all these things, they add up and they touch lives and they bring people to just an openness like, wow, I mean, God cares about me and his people aren't that bad. And uh, I thank you for doing that. For example, uh, the turkey boss, boxes that uh, you put together. We had uh, 115 of those go out where people didn't have a Thanksgiving meal and you made sure that 115 families did. And then Christmas... Uh, share the gift. Um, who, for families who couldn't afford Christmas presents, you made sure that 75 families uh, were able to get Christmas gifts for their whole family. And uh, there was about $10,000 that went to that. And the cool thing about that, uh, that we made a change a number of years ago where we used to buy presents and give them to the families, and that kind of made us the hero. Uh, so instead, uh, we give gift cards to the parents so they can go out and they can buy the presents and they can be the hero. And I want to thank you for letting that happen. And so, you know, when I'm talking about all this stuff, it's a big deal to me because this is like, uh, you know, when Paul was out there, we do our regular thing. You know, we're reaching the lost and that's our, you know, our, our mission, loving God and loving others. And we minister here weekly. And, you know, that's kind of the bread and butter. That's the core of what God has called us to do. And Paul was out there doing his uh, core. He was planting churches and he was evangelizing and he was, he was moving forward the gospel. But he comes back and he talks to Peter, Paul, and John and they say, oh yeah, all that is really really good we're so proud of you but one thing paul don't forget the poor remember the poor and he's like that's the very thing i wanted to do and i, I want to just tell you as a church i want to be doing our thing we're going to keep doing our thing but we can't forget the poor we got to make sure that we're, we're giving it away and caring for them and you are caring for the underserved in montrose in fact that's what a lot of our outreach team we've got three staff and their job is to serve underserved areas i mean that's what they do and so i just want to thank you for making that uh, possible uh, that's a huge part of who we are and what we're doing here. So some other, if we bring that slide back up here, the mortgage, uh, I wanna talk a little bit about facilities, mortgage and CapEx. And so that's anything that has to do with anything, like any improvements that we do here, um, insurance and our mortgage payment. And uh, part of that is we've got a new sound system in here. Uh, we also, if you haven't been over and seen the new uh, classrooms over in Grace Kids, uh, they're completed and they're beautiful. And uh, you could go uh, check those out. But they needed more space and you were able to provide that for them. And so um, the other thing is when I uh, first came here, um, let's see, that's 16 years ago. I think that our mortgage was like $2.7 million or $2.9 million or something like that. And now it's 874000 And so, yeah, we're knocking that thing out of here. And so it's uh, scheduled to be paid off on December uh, 30 of 2031. Uh, but we've been putting extra, another part of that abundance strategy when we have more um, not, uh, it doesn't all go to storehouse. Some of it goes to our mortgage payment. And we were able to put an extra $38,000 towards mortgage. So uh, one of my goals is whoever comes next, when God uh, has me retire or whatever, or calls me, um, is that the next guy has no mortgage payment. We're going to get rid of that thing. Uh, so thank you uh, for your help with that.
And so then there's all that giving that you've done, which is um, amazing. Uh, but on top of that, uh, which is, and you gave more than you gave last year, but on top of that, we raised $962,000 for the youth building expansion, which is, that's crazy. Yeah, praise the Lord. And so, you know, if you saw the videos, you, you saw, remember, they don't fit. They just don't, they literally don't fit in the youth center anymore. So we have to expand that. But the council said, we don't want to take a loan on this thing. Uh, we're going to just, we'll see what God brings in, and we're going to see what we can build off of that. And so uh, you did. And so we're going to just, now we're looking for builders, and we're saying, what can you do with a million dollars? What can we build here? What can we expand? So we're going to do that debt-free. And um, that, that's amazing. And now I'm thrilled to see it done and I'm actually thrilled to be done with it no pastor likes to do capital campaigns but it went uh, really good and you were amazing in the midst of it so I've got um, just three thank yous that I want to give uh, right now and the first is just thank you uh, Calvin said it, but I'm so grateful for your faithfulness in your tithe and your giving and your offerings and how sacrificial you are. And um, it makes it work. It just doesn't, none of this happens without you. And so we're so grateful for that. And I want to thank our council members. And so um, you guys have been amazing. And Gal, there's one Gal on there too, have been amazing in the way that you steward uh, this and the way that you lead us and the way that you help us be responsible, the way you keep us accountable, uh, the way you take care staff so I'm so thankful for that and I also want to thank uh, Leanne and Desi and Dana and the way that uh, you don't understand how much stuff comes in that they have to process and uh, the things that they have to pull together in fact you probably just got your giving report I hope you have if you haven't uh, they're in so let us know but um, th they have to pull all those together make sure it's all it's just amazing the things that they do and they're doing a great great job so when I speak about um, tithing um, you know, I, I believe we're putting it to good use, but I, I want you to know that, I mean, this is the way that it's meant to be, and, and this is the way that it works. And when I speak about tithing, I just want to touch on this for a minute. Um, I really, I, I want you to know, I really believe when I talk about tithing, I do it every once in a while. Um, I'm not really doing it for my sake or for the church. Just so you know, I don't get a commission. Okay, so it's not like it's like they set my salary and that's how it is. Um, but I really believe that tithing is for your benefit and it's for my benefit. And uh, I love when I talk about tithing, I usually talk about Sabbath at the same time. And so God gave us gave us I like them because they're two answers to two problems that he knew we would have. And so first of all, the Sabbath, he knew that you and I would waste a lot of time. So he said, I'm going to give you the Sabbath where you're going to kind of hold it, you're going to focus it, and you're going to treat it as valuable. You're going to take a day, and you're not going to be busy, and you're not going to work, and you're going to rest because time is precious. And he knew that we would waste it. And then he gave us the tithe, which is giving 10% of your income to the local church is, and to the storehouse. Uh, he gave us that because he knew that our problem with money is that we hoard it and we hold on to it. And so he gives us freedom by letting go of it. So Gina and I have been tithing to this uh, church since we've been here. And every church we go to, we tithe, we believe in it because we believe it's for us. And then when you do it and we do it and everybody does what we're supposed to do, that's when amazing things happen in the kingdom of God. And that's how he meant for that stuff to be. So let's look up at the next slide now, which is our attendance report. And so here's our average weekly attendance. And um, you can see that blue line, that's the Montrose campus. And so we were going along pretty good there in 2019. Something happened in 2020, I don't know. 
Maybe you remember. And then, um, so we came back in 2022, we've rebounded from uh, COVID. And then uh, we saw tremendous growth this last year, 22% growth in our average attendance. So that's, um, that's about, if you average like, if you include like hunting season, right? And you also put in summer and everything, uh, we're averaging uh, on a weekend about 1,300, a little bit more uh, people who come in and just worship here and draw closer to Jesus here. You know, the high weeks would be oh, about 1,500 people or so. And so that's about 300 people more than used to come the year before. So that, that's amazing. I mean, that's just uh, God's favor, again, uh, resting on us. And we see over uh, 200 youth now uh, are getting ministered to, 200 youth unique teenagers every week are getting ministered to here. And that's one that's actually grown. It grew over COVID. It, in, back in 2019, we had 72 kids on average, and it just keeps growing every year. And it's up to about uh, 200 kids now. And children's ministry has grown uh, quite a bit as well, where we had uh, about 170 kids on average uh, every week there, which is 15% uh, growth. So, um, you know, that, that's just cool. And it's amazing. And we were like, well, why? Like, and again, God's favor and God's help there. But, you know, the other part of it is, is I think that we're finally learning as a church um, I would say that one of our weaknesses in the past has been discipleship. We've been really, really good at outreach and just discipleship's been kind of, uh, and, and it's really changing and it has changed. And I wouldn't say that we're uh, at discipleship. I'd say we're good and we're moving towards great in discipleship. And we've got over 100 small groups now. And uh, it just is, that's a kind of a goal Gina had wanted to see us break that uh, mark. And uh, we're seeing just more and more of you stepping into that. That's, by the way, how we disciple you, if, if you didn't know. That, that's really where the growth comes. If uh, this is your main area of growth, that's like saying, uh, well, I eat once a week and I'm really, really healthy. It's just no way. Uh, you need more than that. And so we have D groups, we have small groups, we have other ways for you to get together. And that's how we disciple you. You, so we want you to do that. See, our vision for, for you, we have a vision for you, which is to give, grow as we gather. So we get together here. We need to be together. God has called us to do that, but we want everyone to give. And that's not just money. That, that's your talents. Uh, that's, uh, that's your service. And uh, we have, Renell told me that we have over 500 people now who are on the dream team. That means 500 people every week are serving in some capacity here at this church. That is amazing. And the thing about it is, is we want you to do that, not because we want to fill roles, but because that's how you grow. And I mean, think about it. You know, if you're a teacher, you learn more than the students in the class, don't you? And it's the same way with service. And you were meant to serve. You were meant to give it out. And if you're just sitting there receiving, 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 you know what? It becomes kind of stagnant and, and rotten. And we were meant to pour out so God could pour in. So I really want to challenge you. If you are not serving, get serving. And you know what? You can do it here. There's so many places, but it doesn't have to be here. Uh, there's Young Life, there's FCA, there's Life Choices, there's, all, there's Shepherd's Hand, there's all sorts of places where you can pour out. But find some place that you're pouring out so God can continue to pour into you. That's just the way it's meant to be a flowing river, not a stagnant river. And, um, and then to grow, again, small groups is where it happens. If you are not in a small group, I uh, really want to challenge you. We've got, G Gina talked about our small group launch on January 27th and 28th. And uh, we're going to be showcasing all the new small groups. And so just come and check it out after any service and find out uh, where you're going to be. 
So the other little thing I like to, to point out, and I just love to see is our outreach team. And um, I love that, uh, how they're going to different places. And um, they fed, uh, through Mobile Food Relief, 700 and different, 750 different households and provided groceries for them for one to two weeks, uh, just making sure what they had. Uh, they did it a little bit different. Instead of going door to door, they found that it worked better to find kind of like a, a place in, uh, in a parking lot or an area of town. And they would just set up there and they would bring people in and pray for them. They were able to do more ministry there, and they reached more people that way. So uh, that, that's pretty exciting. And then they've been doing all sorts of outreaches um, and moving into Olathe, which I've just been praying for for a long time, excited to see that start happening. I believe that's a community that we need to love on and serve, and God wants to move into. And so uh, we did our camp uh, Camp Creativity, if you remember, it didn't happen here like it usually does. We said, let's take it on the road. And uh, we did it out there by the high school. And uh, we're just the whole fact of like reaching new people, helping new kids come to know Jesus. And uh, that outreach team has also moved into the Mata building. And uh, we're doing a weekly uh, city church there. And about 40 kids come every week. And listen, that's their church. That is their community. And uh, it's been so amazing. So I'm really excited. But the big news with the outreach team that I know Jeremy wants everybody to know is that uh, the trolley didn't take third this year in the parade. The trolley took first. And so that, yeah, that was, I don't know, uh, I don't know where he goes from there, but I mean, he pulled out all the stops, dinosaur costumes, and he was like, we are going to win. So good job, Jeremy. Uh, you won. You, you made it happen. So um, then also in Delta, uh, we've seen growth uh, throughout this last year. And we got about 200 people on average who go to our Delta campus and asked Brian, I was like, what was the best thing that happened uh, in Delta this last year? And he pointed to the Easter outreach there. And so they went to Confluence Park and uh, Felix grabbed a bunch of eggs and he dropped them uh, uh, you know, up from the helicopter for everyone to come, thousands and thousands of eggs. Here's the cool thing is uh, there were 4,000 people who came to that event. And like, wow, that's a lot of people, right? But when you consider Delta has 9,000 people, that's like half the town came to this outreach. So uh, I think that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. If you could bring that chart back up here, uh, online uh, growth here is another thing I wanted to point out. Um, online grew by about 14%. And you can see that every week, there's about 1,000 people who tune in with us uh, online. Now, I, we don't know how much of tuning in they're doing, if they're watching the whole thing or parts of that. And so, um, but those are, we can see that it continues to grow. Um, I ran into a, a woman uh, on Saturday, actually, over at City Market, and I hadn't seen her in this building for, I don't know, about seven or eight years. Gave her a hug. Hey, how you doing? Great to see you. And she says, I'm still with you. Uh, I'm just watching online. And um, so now I want you here. Come back. Come be here with us so we can hug you again. But um, it's great uh, that there's that option for people to connect uh, that way. And uh, so that's been a, just a kind of a new uh, ocean that we've been able to minister in and reach out to. Uh, so that's been uh, pretty cool. And then I uh, want to bring up our salvations or harvest report. And so you'll see this is uh, 
The first bar is the number of people who've made a decision uh, that we know about uh, for, to follow Christ. And then the second one is the number of people who've been baptized. And so here's some good and some eh news. And so um, here's the, I'll start with the eh. You'll see from 2022 through 2023, salvations actually went down. Um, but here's the good news. That, that means over 200 people gave their life to Jesus. I mean, that's something, isn't it? You know, I mean, every single salvation means something. And so that's, uh, that's still exciting. And, uh, you know, you can see there's a thousand salvations right there on the screen, uh, which is like, you know, we double ourselves every five, uh, six years with salvations. That's okay with me. I want to just keep doing that. Um, and then we saw baptisms. There's another good thing is that increased to 133 baptisms uh, last year. And so baptisms are exciting to me uh, and, and salvations are too. But one of the things about baptisms is it's like I'm part of the family. I mean, I, I am in. I'm going to go for this and I'm ready to tell the whole world that I'm following Jesus. So I love to see a baptism. And uh, so a couple takeaways that I have on that is, um, first of all, I, I just need to give more opportunities. Um, and I'll tell you what happened. Uh, so this was just God confirming that idea. So uh, last Sunday at this service, the 11 o'clock service, uh, the other services I didn't give an altar call, but Gina, she says, uh, honey, you got to do an altar call. I'm like, okay. And so I did an altar call uh, that I didn't plan on, and four people gave their lives to Jesus. And they're like, wow, okay, I got to pay attention to this. And then this is almost like God just kind of confirming this. So last night, I, I did this spiel, and uh, a woman came up to me, and right here, she says, um, what's a salvation? You know, because she saw the salvation slide, and I said, do you mean like, how do you get saved? And yeah, yeah. And so I explained, I, when we just did a quick Romans road, we talked about, about the gospel and I explained what a salvation is. And I said, would you like to be saved? Would you like to give your life to Jesus? And she said, yes. And so right there, I was just able to, I mean, from this, it, it, yeah, praise God. I, I think if people could come to Jesus through the straight state of grace talk, I mean, this is, a, personally, I mean, it's like, there's, there's not a whole lot of heart tugging going on right now, you know? And if that can happen, then Jesus could, could save people through anything. And I want to remind you that the harvest is ready. It is ripe. And we all need to embrace it. We just, I think that our problem really is that none of us uh, offer all the chances that we should. And so I'm going to get better at that. Uh, you're going to see me uh, working on that. But that's a place that I need to grow and a place that we're going to see more. Um, in Delta, on top of what you see up there, uh, Delta saw 39 salvations uh, through its ministry last uh, year and another 27 baptisms on top of the ones that we saw there. So, you know, I, I think over the last uh, 13 years uh, in that tank, there's been over, I think, 1,065 people have been baptized in that tank. And there's over 4,000 people who have given their lives to Jesus through this ministry. So God is working, and uh, it's, I think that's exciting stuff, and it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. That's kind of like the core, you know, when I'm talking about the things that we just do every week is we want to keep seeing that happen. So I don't have time to talk about all the just like the normal stuff that goes on, like the, the youth mission trip to Mexico, which they're planning on right now, and youth camps, and mom-to-mom -mom, uh, reaching out to, to mothers over there, and the IF gatherings, and the Men of Grace gatherings, and marriage and family ministry. We had this great, um, let's talk about it. We talked about sex. It was just uh, I so, so healthy and helpful, and Love the Western Slope is out there serving uh, every week in little practical ways, and then singles events 
in groups like dancing and quilting and pickleball and all sorts of ways just to reach out. And, you know, Christmas Eve outreach that reached 3,000 people and, and Easter outreach, and it just keeps coming. And so there, there's all these beautiful things, but I want to tell you what I'm most excited about. Here's the big story for 2023. The thing that I'm just like, this is, I, I have never, just so you know, I've never enjoyed ministry as much as I have this last year. And, and there's been hard things and disappointments and difficulties, but it's been amazing. And, and you know what the big story is for Grace Community? The big story is thousands of little stories. I just keep hearing, like every week, I just keep hearing these things that God is doing. Just this week, I've had three different people in some matter say the, sort of this thing. You know what? I have learned, I am learning for the first time in my life how to pray. Okay? And things like that happen every week. And the thing about that is like, I mean, that's forever. The rest of their life is changed if they have become prayers. And those little things just keep happening, these little stories. I, I had a couple send me a little note um, about two months ago. We prayed right over there. And um, they, they came both crying and they said, there's no way forward. There's no way forward for this marriage. We're done. And we just prayed and we're like, Lord, no, there is a way forward. Lord, Lord, we're not going to stand for that. Lord, come in and intervene in this. And I just got a note from her this last week that said, we're doing good. God has answered those prayers, and there's transformation. I mean, God's doing things like that every single week, thousands of little stories. I want to share some more of those stories. If you'll play that video, please. Jesus has. 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 Jesus. 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 Jesus has given me a family who's always been there for me when I needed them, and a loving father and a loving mother. Jesus died on the cross for our sins so we could live on this earth. Jesus made me whole again when the devil tried to make me less. Jesus has shown me how to lead by revealing to me what it means to follow and to serve him. Jesus has taught me that I don't need to punish myself for the mistakes that I made. Jesus has freed me. Jesus has, on a daily basis, taken my anxieties and given me peace. Jesus has given me joy, hope, peace, and anticipation for an amazing future. Jesus has expanded our family. Jesus has brought me to exactly where I need to be at the exact right time. Jesus has helped find this church for me and uh, been a constant in my life. Jesus has given me my self-worth, and he has made me realize that I am enough. Jesus has showed me that he does hear prayer and he responds to prayer. Jesus has kept me healthy and safe through all of this. Jesus has given me new joy in the midst of grief. Jesus has changed everything in me, and he's opened my eyes and made me love others. Uh, he showed me that he's my rock and my salvation, and that I put him first each and every morning. Uh, Jesus helped me change my attitude towards life, and I owe him everything. Jesus has provided me with a loving family. Jesus has given me a new hope. Jesus has delivered me through the, my spiritual battles. Jesus has reminded me of all the things I have to be thankful for. Jesus has remained faithful in my life. Jesus has brought my prodigal daughter home. Jesus has given me peace. Jesus has protected me. Jesus has given me great confidence. Jesus has given me strength and peace. 
Jesus has given me the strength to deal with family issues. I thank him for that. Jesus has taught me how to pray. Jesus is just teaching me that restoration is real. Jesus has my life in his hands. Jesus has delivered me from my addiction. Jesus has saved my life. Isn't that awesome? You know, that, I mean, that's, that's the thing that I'm really excited about as a pastor is, is that, and I know that every single one of you can go and grab that mic and you would be able to say, Jesus has. I also know not every single one of you will because I asked some of you and you said, no, I'm not going to do it. But I know that you all have that story and I know that God is doing these things. And see, that, that's the thing is that you guys are going after it. It's never been a better time to be a pastor right now because you guys mean it. And I love your hunger and I love how you just are after Jesus with all that you have. And I think right now we're going to see God do new things and amazing things. And because you know what? You're ready. As I was praying for Lord, what's the theme? What's the focus for this year? Uh, and this was way back in August. Uh, the word that came to me and then confirmed by the elders was, I am ready. I am ready. We are ready for what God is going to do. I believe you are ready. And it's not, did you notice, I didn't say, hey, you better get ready. I, I, you're, there's just this eagerness. Like if God wants to do miracles, we're ready for miracles. And if God wants to save people, we're ready to, to step into that and see that happen. And you're ready. Listen, there's storms that are going to go on around you. And I believe that this place, you, you, is, you are this place, is going to be a, a, a place of safety in the middle of the storm, a place of hope in the middle of the storm. And you are ready to be that. And you're ready to do that. And so we're going to do a lot of things where, you know, God willing, we're going to expand the youth building and we're putting some more resources and money into men's ministry. And we're going to put some more resources into uh, our growth track and into our volunteers and our dream team. And that's all good. But the thing that excites me is who we're going to be. Uh, who we are going to be next year is going to be powerful and we're going to see him move. And so here's kind of the theme verse for the year. And I'm going to preach on this uh, starting next week, but it's Luke 12 verse 35, this passage, uh, Jesus tells us, be dressed, ready for service and keep your lamp burning like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. And here, here it is, I, it will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or the third watch of the night. And I believe that we are in the second or maybe the third watch of the night. And I believe that you're ready. You're ready for his return. You're ready for the storm. You're, you're ready for his blessing and his outpouring for what he wants to do. And I think that this year, uh, this last year was just a taste of what he's going to do because we are ready and hungry for more. I'm ready for more stories. I know you're ready to see him move in your life. I'm ready for more of your loved ones to come to Jesus. I, I'm ready for him to do greater things in our midst and greater things are coming. There is new wine. There is new wine that God is bringing. And I think that you're ready for it with a new wine skin. So I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for a blessing over you this next year. And then we're going to praise him and thank him for what he's done. So Lord God, we just thank you. Um, all those things, Lord, that we talked about, all glory goes to you, Jesus. Every good and perfect thing is from you. And Lord, we've tried to be faithful, Lord, but we know that you have just given us great favor. 
We know that you have worked in marvelous, amazing ways. And God, we do ask for more. And God, we ask that this next year that we would see miracles, that we would see healing, that we would see gifts of the Spirit. Lord, we ask that we would see families repaired, marriages healed. We ask that we would see loved ones saved, that we would see people who don't know you come to know you, and those that are confused and broken, Lord, that you would put them back together. And Lord, I pray that this would be a place of safety and a place of life and a place of your presence. And Holy Spirit, I ask for more in these families, more in these servants, Lord. I pray that we would be the church, God, that you had in mind, and that you would strip away, Lord, all those things that get in the way. Lord, and that you would make us new. You would bring new wine, Lord, and make us new vessels, Lord, for what you're going to do. We thank you for what you've done already, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope that God spoke to you. We would love to follow up and care for you any way that we can. So come visit us at gracemontrose.org. Say hello. Let us know what we can do to help you grow in him. God bless you.